This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I am so honored that you are here. First, I thank God for his many blessings and always coming through. I am grateful to announce that Georgia has elected its first African-American senator, Reverend Raphael Warnock, and its first Jewish senator, John Ossoff. Don't let anyone tell you that God is not right on time. Please congratulate these gentlemen, and I will be giving them greater props in the coming weeks. God is so good. I have been in prayer for our nation, our neighborhoods, our people, our leaders, our state, our nation, and the inhabitants of this world at large. I have been asking God to breathe a breath of peace over us all. You see, I spoke of leadership setting the tone and pace for all to follow, be it good, bad, or indifferent. I just mentioned last week those harrowing words uttered by our 45th president of the United States. When asked to denounce racism and white racists, his words were, stand back, but stand by. I could not believe he said those words at a presidential debate in 2020 in front of millions of viewers, yet some 70 million people still voted for this gentleman. January 6th, 2021 will go down in history as a dark, deceptive day of insurrection. January 6th, a day of infamy. The day that domestic terrorists showed their full faces with audio at the United States Capitol. Some would love to have us believe it was a peaceful protest that was infiltrated and somehow hijacked by Antifa or other groups. But all visual proof, the death of five individuals and multiple arrests after the fact, has accurately confirmed the numerous identities of devout Trump supporters, including white supremacists, QAnon and the Proud Boys, white nationalists, three percenters, anti-Semites, Make America Great Again activists, to name a few. Additionally, There are countless photos, recordings, and unofficial posts on social media of Trump supporters carrying flags with his face, name, and the popular Make America Great Again tag, many of whom attended his pre-capital rally to take back America, where he fanned the flames of hate, further invoked racial division, and spewed rhetoric and more lies of how his followers' democracy as well as this country, was being stolen. Additionally, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Jr., among others, assisted Mr. Trump with igniting the bomb that would explode out of control at the United States Capitol while Congress was in full session. Bloodshed took place on American soil, but most troubling, most troubling, are the blood-stained hands of the 45th president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. For so long, we have heard of military coups being carried out in other countries. Back in 2004, I had the extraordinary opportunity and unique responsibility 
to teach African students in Ghana, West Africa. At some point while hiking through the African savannas, a military coup dangerously close to our location was announced and the American embassy immediately notified us and gave directions as to the posturing of United States citizens. I was afraid. I was very afraid and went through the what ifs in my mind. And then I went to knowing that God would take care of me. Thank God we did not witness the violence, bloodshed, or death. God took care of us and brought us home safely. My mind went back to that time on Wednesday as I witnessed with millions of Americans the violent scene that unfolded at the United States Capitol where the elected officials of this democracy gathered to take care of the people's business. What is normally a peaceful, spirited ceremony was reduced to a war zone with riotous men and women, some wearing neo-Nazi shirts, others carrying Confederate flags, scaling walls, breaking windows, and forcing their way into what is supposed to be one of the safest, most secure buildings on American soil as it symbolizes the beacon of our democracy. Furthermore, it saddens me that such insurrection was incited, empowered, and enraged by Donald J. Trump. I reflect, stand back, but stand by. Of course, I can now fill in the blanks after the stand by. Stand by so that when I blow this dog whistle, every racist, hateful, angry, abusive, putrid, salivating animal among you can slither in some scale walls and to the rescue to let the world see the kind of coward I am because I cannot behave in such a manner as the President of the United States. I am far better at throwing rocks and hiding my hands, far better at inciting violence and pretending I did no such thing. I did nothing wrong. But after I give my marching orders, when you hear this dog whistle, I can live vicariously through each and every disgusting criminal act that you perform on my behalf and in the name of taking America back. After all, you are all great patriots. By the way, I will be there with you, watching and beaming with pride about how much sick love and loyalty you supporters show for me and the lies that I tell and have your weak minds believe and repeat over and over and over again. Now we'll be posting, as always, on Twitter and Facebook, and you should too. I love you. You are all very special to me. However, until you hear this dog whistle, stand back, but stand by. My God, my God, please have mercy on the inhabitants of these United States as we sit under leadership that we can neither trust nor depend upon. I remind you, put all of your faith, hope, and trust in God because he will never let you down. On January 6, 2021, some of us watched in horror, some even shed tears to see our capital reduced to a third world coup 
as insurrectionists pushed, plundered, trampled, and forced their way in. An insurrection under the President of the United States. Thank God that he sits high and looks low. Now I have been closely watching and carefully listening to learn what our leaders intend to do. But in my book, based on my understanding, the 45th president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump, has committed treason. After all, treason is defined as the crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. Let's see, just like a small child who is accustomed to getting his way, the president did not agree with the results of November 3rd's elections in which he lost the presidency of the United States. So he threw a real tantrum, devised in his own mind the idea that the election was a fraud, claiming numerous votes were cast in the name of deceased individuals, saying many voted multiple times, and even alleged that the voting machines were rigged and then data erased. After multiple lawsuits, some 59 or 60 lawsuits were filed alleging his fraudulent elections, conspiracy theories, were thrown out of court and the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris was to be certified on Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. At the state capitol, Mr. President devised this storm the capitol plan, claiming his supporters would simply encourage and cheer on many in the process, all of the time encouraging his troops that they had to show strength. You will never be able to take this country back with weakness, he said. His latest casualty, Vice President Mike Pence, became a very real target as Mr. Trump's pressuring the vice president to refuse to certify the election for Joe Biden was not the action carried out by Vice President Mike Pence, whose job in the procession was to ceremonially officiate. So just as all of Mr. Trump's used and discarded soldiers, Mike Pence is just the latest on a list of Mr. Trump's loyal disposables leaving scores of Trump supporters and Trump's followers chanting, Hang Mike Pence. Yes, they showed up at the Capitol with zip ties, nooses, guns, and other weapons ready to do battle. And battle they did. Thank God that some of us stayed woke throughout the past five years, and some even understood prior to Donald Trump, who himself quite possibly stole the 2016 presidential election, as he so desperately explains to everyone who will listen that the Biden administration has stolen the 2020 presidential election from him. The same man who has been sent out of some 59 court proceedings in a number of states by some of the same judges that were appointed under his administration with the very same answer, Sir, you have no evidence to sustain or prove your allegations of fraud. Of course, we who live in the real world understand that those words really mean you are making baseless claims and our president has been making those baseless claims and feeding lies or alternative truths 
of conspiracy theories for two solid months and a week by now. And it has incited such violence that five people lost their lives on that fateful January 6th, 2021 in our own United States Capitol, while our Congresswomen, Congressmen, Senators, and countless elected officials were in full session handling the people's business. Now, I have witnessed so many saying they are shaking their heads, but I suggest that we stop shaking our heads and start bending our knees in prayer. Pray that God would have mercy on me, on you, on our nation, on the leaders, and definitely on the treasonous President of the United States. Oh, you must know that he will definitely have to answer to God for the shameful, cowardly, egregious acts that he committed in the name of preserving our democracy or taking back America. The irony of those words the one who would incite violence, sow seeds of discord, division, deception, and hate, would claim he is only trying to save the country and restore democracy? He is a delusional, bipolar hypocrite, a thief, a cheat, a liar, and a murderer, with fresh, innocent blood on his dirty hands, the same dirty hands with which he has thrown countless rocks and is still hiding behind his back. When the questions begin, the same filthy hands with which he has admittedly groped countless women and then denied that it ever happened. The same dirty hands that he moves while he talks, telling lies to try to convince one that he is being genuine while his body language twists and turns, revealing his disingenuous theories and made-up explanations. The hands that have been busy texting and tweeting late into the night to influence others to join him in a nefarious journey of hate, division, hurt, damage, and deceit. So glad that I learned a long time ago, when people show you who they are, you should believe them as actions always speak louder than a thousand words spoken. I am not concerned about him being impeached, kicked off of Facebook, Twitter, or escorted off of the White House grounds. Of course, our human side would love to seek or witness him being given very public consequences for such cowardly acts. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. As difficult as it is to leave a matter unanswered with the anger and wrath we sometimes feel, just trust and believe when God repays such evil, he does a far better job than any of us could ever hope to do. I am inclined to speak from a place of pity. Yes, I said pity for our 45th president of the United States, as I fully understand that hurt people hurt people. I cannot speak to what has happened to Mr. Trump during his childhood or growing up. I cannot describe the individual or individuals who spoke into his life, who shaped and molded such a reprobate mind or embedded such dissent to create one lacking shame, unable to take responsibility for his own actions, one so entitled or so he believes, so narcissistic that he would facilitate 
such self-inflicted wounds as the world is witnessing. In the midst of his sins and the numerous crimes he has committed, he still has the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to inquire of self-pardoning. Yes, he wants to know if he can pardon himself. A question from Mr. Trump that even left me with my mouth hanging wide open and lost for words for at least a few days. I do, however, remain a bit troubled that so many around him would allow him to continue in a position where he is postured to do more harm than good. As he checked out from acting as commander-in-chief since election night in 2020, when he learned of what appeared to be the fate of his impending loss. A time when he became completely consumed with overturning the election, refusing to concede. Some have called him the world's most dangerous person and definitely the worst president in the history of the United States. At this point, I urge you to pray as never before because the closer we get to the January 20th inauguration, the more likely that Mr. Trump's desperation will increase and quite possibly so will his out-of-control behaviors. You see, when the enemy realizes that his time is so short, he tends to get sloppy, get in a big hurry, and does as much damage as he can possibly facilitate. As President of the United States, There are so many relationships, domestic and foreign, that can be severed and countless policies and issues he can breach or damage. Now allow me to clarify the good news. God is still in control. You see, Isaiah 9th chapter in the 6th verse advises us, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yes, God's word has the answer for every issue, especially the government. So true, divine government is born by and rests upon the foundation or shoulder of Christ, rather than upon the personalities of human beings. Thank God. Just remember, Jesus' shoulder bore the wound of the cross leading up to his crucifixion. And today, today his shoulders bear the burden of the government over which he is the wonderful counselor. He who has the government upon his shoulder rules in the midst of his enemies and has so much of the act of government that he can and will always bring good out of evil. I repeat, he can and he will always bring good out of evil. Woe unto anyone and everyone who intentionally interferes with or strives to undermine the peaceful process of government, which sits firmly on the shoulder of Jesus. Just know that God does his best work in darkness when things look most bleak. When so much damage has been done, so many minds confused, countless lies have been told, believed, and repeated. So many have been deceived and used by the enemy. But I want to remind you today that God is still in control and yet sits on the throne. 
the great and righteous counselor and administrator over all governments. You must know that no matter what happens or how bad it may all look, God always has the last word. So I urge you, watch what happens next, as God's word has warned us to watch as well as pray. I promise, trust him and you will see the righteous hand of God working in his people's behalf. You must understand that if you have accepted Christ, he is the greatest political leader and the government shall be upon his shoulder, which translates into the government being earth's symbolic representation of God in action, the divine order encompassing all. I thought about the qualities of divine government, righteousness, goodness, mercy, justice, honesty, compassion, equality, infallibility, harmony, and peace. God's government, being unlimited, universal, and eternal, is expressed everywhere and at all times. No individual, group, or political party controls or monopolizes it. It is neither red nor blue, conservative nor liberal, Democrat nor Republican. It isn't even middle of the ground. No gray areas. It cannot be dragged down by human posturing, hatred, conflict, or fear. Not even that of Donald Trump. God's word said the government shall be on his shoulder. So while politicians and some imposters may deceive the people some of the time and occupy space and time for a period, they too, with their unrighteous, ungodly deeds, must come to an end. So it is with the 45th president of the United States. For four long years lived the president, Donald J. Trump. I pray God's blessings over him and his family. Never before has such great deception ever been so high as in one vying for a second term, bid racists stand down, but stand by. No telling what these chilling words in Trump's own mind would mean, but over time and actions aligned, word and action incited violent scenes. Saw the officers of Congress huddled and some praying on the floor, saw domestic terrorists pushing, screaming, crushing an officer in a door. I could not help but stare in pain, hearts pounding and blood pressure up. Then I thought, my God, what is going on? Prayed he'd remove America's bitter cup. I watched in horror the frightening scene of insurrectionists breaking glass, watched enforcement officers buckle under pressure, Wondered how long they could last. Heard some standing in front of cameras yelling about taking their government back. But the irony of all this viciousness placed Congress under attack. The majestic Capitol building, supposedly the most secure on American soil. On January 6th, the target of deceived individuals for hate and hurt to toil. Meanwhile, our president sat watching the destruction and death he'd caused. Instead of calling in the National Guards, staffers said he refused and paused, rather made a few calls to his supporters among Congress for support, never worrying once for his friends in the building or the sad and grim report. Was to make America great again his mantra 
and clank to fame. Seems no feelings or care for life was there. Mr. Trump makes America ashamed. Government leaders should be concerned as the people are who they reflect. A part of their oath is to listen, make better, to defend, preserve, and protect. Neither of which our president has done, while his supporters scaled Capitol walls. Instead, spewing hate and dividing Americans, united we stand and divided we fall. After his house of cards fell down, true identity undeniably exposed. The 45th president of the United States, no denouncement of violence unopposed. Just remember that the government sits squarely on God's shoulder. So to operate in the face of such disgrace, only a fool would chance one bolder. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, surely I will repay. Be mindful your deeds lay squarely before you in every single way. What's done in the dark is never hidden from God. He knows and sees it all. To set traps and snares and pretend you weren't there, time is short until your kingdom falls. The shoulder of Jesus once bruised by the cross is the government's strong foundation. Righteousness, mercy, justice, honesty, and compassionate dedication. Add equality, infallibility, harmony, peace, as God intends for government to be fair, to attend to the needs of every seed with tender love and care. God knows our thoughts before we think, knows every heartbeat from above. Despite the sins and pain we inflict towards one another, we must show love. When the smoke clears and we dry up our tears, there is no democracy higher than the one standing on our Savior's shoulder to uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, this is number 37 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Frame. We must continue in prayer for one another, for our nation, for our government, as the enemy seeks to divide and conquer, to kill, steal, and destroy Please remember that all things, even the evil plan and plot of the enemy, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Mr. Donald Trump has committed sedition against his own country. He is treasonous. Yet with the spirit of the Lord, in the spirit of forgiveness, God commands us to still love and pray for him. In the words of Delaware Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester, and I paraphrase, love is not easy, not just some Pollyanna notion, but if you believe like I believe, love each other, love this country, and above all, love God. Please stand back, but keep praying. Then stand by, trusting in God. Certainly, you will see the hand of God as the government sits on his shoulder. I pray God's continued blessings and favor over each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. Remember, you can listen to me on Amazon Music as well as our new platform on YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. 
Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming podcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.